and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Oh, all right. Okay. Not slurring my words. <laughs> That's what you're asking. <laughs> I was just checking. I don't see a half-empty bottle of Jameson yeah, here anymore. Bottle, bottle of water. You said you're never doing that again, huh? Probably not. Never? Was, it was painful editing that episode. Yeah. Well, and, and you edited some good parts, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Those yeah. were good. <laughs> All right. What would you like to start talking with? Well, I would like to start with the Amy Coney Barrett stuff. Yeah. Uh, or as she's now being called, the much no- to Chris Hayes' chagrin. The notorious. ACB. Yeah. That's going to piss off all the RGB supporters. Oh, Chris Hayes went nuts about it. He goes, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a sign of, how do you put it? Basically, it's a it's a title you earn. Oh, shut! And who the is she? Who is she? Up. That's a that's an honorarium wow. sort of bestowed upon people. And what a nitwit! And somebody commenting on it goes, "What about AOC then? You know, she's she right up there with her." So no, we're doing it because it's it sucks every time to go. Well, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. You know, ACB. That's fine with me. So I watched most of the hearings, and. Uh, Few things I came away with are uh, the COVID restriction stuff they're doing is it's ridiculous. I oh, mean, they're all yeah. spaced way out, and it's it's just paranoia that I think you know is going to go away after the election. There was a big deal about how there's a second wave of it in Europe, yeah, and all these people are getting infected and they have and more. They're doing cases more lockdowns, and nobody's dying. Right, that's the one thing that won't bring up to the mainstream. The mainstream media won't bring that up. Speaking of lockdowns, remind me to get back to Australia's lockdown. Have yeah, you Australia, heard about what they're Aus- going to do? Australia's nuts. No, I haven't heard the latest, okay, but Australia's so fucking nuts. We'll get to that. Um, they're super authoritarian. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I watched the watched the hearings, and the only thing uh, that I think is probably frustrating, and if I was on the left, I would be frustrated by too. She's saying, look, I'm not going to comment on stuff that is coming before the court or could come before the court. I don't want to prejudice myself. And she keeps referring to Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying, you know, no no telegraphing, no hints, no nothing. Um, that being said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did come out and say, yeah, women have a right to an abortion in her hearing. Um, the only thing that she was a little squishy on was she was talking about the Heller case, and she said it it does leave open the idea that the government can regulate. The Heller case is about guns. Um, but she brought that up in response to just being grilled over Roe. And they were saying, well, shouldn't Roe just be settled? And and she said, well, you know, hey, in I'm paraphrasing. Is anything really ever settled? Um, well, if it's a super precedent. Yeah. Hey, do you know what a super precedent is? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, that was your, your spot on Amy Klobuchar. Well, I think your Klobuchar is better than mine, but. <laughs> Years of Midwestern. Uh, uh, middle-aged housewife rage coming out in her. <laughs> yeah. So and she gets that little hair shake thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that was embarrassing when Klobuchar went off about it, uh, yeah. saying that, you know, in a different universe, maybe she'd be in that seat. Yeah, how she'd love to be the queen. Yeah, she'd love to be the queen. She'd, she she'd be a benevolent ruler. Yeah. You know, there are no benevolent rulers like that. They all wind up hung upside down in the uh, town square, mm-hmm. you know, either that or shooting themselves in a bunker while the allies close in on them. So she's uh, she's nuts. Uh, but I realized in this, one of many things is that Maisie Hirono is a horrible fucking human being. Oh, I've known that. She's the and the, the senator from um, Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Yeah, she's and a, really, a dummy. Yeah, yeah, she's stupid and horrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was awful. Uh, she asked. I'm going to ask something that's a standard question for anybody in this uh, seat. Have you have you sexually assaulted anyone or been accused of sexual assault? It's like, what are that, you fucking doing? That's, a, that's, horrible, not a, standard that's a horrible fucking horrible. question. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I, okay. What is it? You do the Hirono. I can't, I can't. But she she does that thing at the end oh, of her okay. sentences. I don't. It goes up like that. I haven't listened to her enough to, to have the, the 
impression down, but she is. She she asked that, and, and the way she prefaced it, saying, "Well, this is just a standard question. I have to get out of the way." Basically, no, it's not. You started that shit when you when when they went after Kavanaugh. That's when you started, and 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 it's not a standard question that should be asked of anybody that has n- n- not no credible, not even incredible. Um, uh, accusations against them that should not be asked unless unless there there's some sort of um documentation saying otherwise so shut the fuck up well she's an extremely patient woman uh barrett is mm-hmm. uh listening to all this stuff uh white house the senator from uh um rhode island yeah he his entire 30 minutes he didn't even ask her a question well, he just went same. on and on about dark money it's the same with um kamala, uh, kamala harris it's how dare i it's Kamala. 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 So Kamala. Am I saying it right? Repeat after me. Kamala. Kamala. So she she basically went on and on and on and didn't ask didn't even allow her to uh, Amy Coney Barrett to answer anything. You know, as long as we're talking about annoying voices in Klobuchar and Hirono, let's throw uh, Harris into that too. She's got to stop talking from the back of her nose all the time. Yeah, she's got a little bit of the... Uh, she doesn't have a little bit of nasally. She's well, nasally as hell and fucking condescending. And she's and on the verge annoying. of doing like the uh, Kardashian, you know, vocal fry that they do. She's just right on the edge of that, like, eh, at the end of her speech. Yeah. Uh, so, but then she does that... Uh, that, that was a good Kardashian, by the way. <laughs> that, that real um, <laughs> real f- false smile, too, that she's been told she has to do to, to, to what, soften herself because she comes across as such a cunt. So whoever's like handling her says you got to smile more and then when she smiles it's this condescending inappropriate at the most inappropriate times and just condescending yeah rooster's rooster's giving me the look and it's pretty good uh yeah it's it's uh she's not she doesn't know how to human very well <laughs> she is not a good human no she's not no but Hirono just went on about she's trying to pin barrett down about uh i mean it's all all their questioning is about the aca and uh, voter fraud, and how they're all going to hand this election to the president. Yeah, and, and yeah, how she, she is she going to recuse herself if there's anything uh, coming up to the Supreme Court about this election? Like, no, why should she? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And I love when they say, you know, it's like this president put you in there so you could decide the way he wanted to. And I'd have been like, yeah, I mean, that's that's why they choose when you when a when a Democratic president is in, they're going to tend to try and put more liberal people in. And when there's a Republican president, they're going to want to put more conservative people in. And they, they keep bringing up this fucking Merrick Garland thing. And I thought that uh, um, Lindsey Graham had a great response to this. Maybe it was uh, Mitch who said it, but I think it was Lindsey Graham. You know, Mitch was like, hey, you know, we're going to do this. And they said, well, you didn't want to do it with Merrick Garland. And he said, well, yeah, but we didn't have to. Yeah, it was a it was a Republican well, I believe, Senate. I believe Mitch McConnell kind of stepped in it when he the way he said it when they had um, Merrick Garland uh, nominated. He said we shouldn't do it this close to the election or something. And so it was like they're just using that against him. It's like, eh, but that's but just when one he ex- said that he was using the Biden rule. Yeah, it's called the Biden rule because yeah. Joe Biden brought it up that you don't do this in an election year. Right. Well, I got news for you. Constitutionally, you elect a president who, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, is president for their entire four years. Yeah, and if you want to cram this through because you got the votes, well, yeah, you can. There's nothing. There's no arbitrary date that says uh, within six months, three months, eighteen months of an election that you have to pause and wait. No, yeah. you get well, it done if you can get it done. I was watching a uh, Stephen Crowder did more more of his, uh, you know, uh, convince me where he goes to the college campuses and says, you know, convince me of change my mind. Yeah, change my mind. Sorry, that's what it was. And he did the change my mind. ACP should be um, nominated and confirmed. And he, they had students come up and try to try to tell tell them the same thing. Say, well, it's it's not it. It's an election year, and it should be up to the people to decide. And that was their only argument. And well, the he, people did decide. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they decided they chose Trump to represent them, and they chose and that part Senate of that in the Senate. And part of that is that they make these decisions. They don't make it for for the first half of the year and only and not the last half of the year what if what if this third um judge uh, vacancy opened up at the beginning of his, of his uh, or the middle of his uh, presidency would you would you say well maybe we should wait till the next president or to of course the they next would. election yeah because there's no principle behind it and if this was flipped i would expect the republicans to do the same thing 
We'll try it at least. Yeah, and I mean, go, eh, it's probably not going to work. You you wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be a hill you'd die on. Yeah, because you couldn't. You'd know. You'd know you're being. You know you're being. You know. Uh, was it Chris Cheeky? Is it Chris Combs from uh, Delaware? He he was like, yeah, we can't really stop it. We're just going to do the best we can. Yeah. But I think it was Graham who said it. It may have been McConnell said, you know, we could have gone through the whole thing with Merrick Garland. Wasn't going to pass. Yeah, it would have been a waste of time. A phenomenal waste of time. We weren't going to pass it. We weren't going to uh, verify him or mm. was it uh, appoint him. Yeah. They're not uh, confirm him. That's it. There confirm. we go. And people say, well, where did this all start getting political? Because, you know, Scalia went through with 98 votes, 98 to nothing, and so did RGB. And, like, this started, I know this was before those Bork. two, but it started with Bork. Yep. And then it, it carried on with Clarence Thomas. Yeah, they tried to destroy these men. They tried to do it. Mm -hmm. And I am willing to bet that when, <clears throat> maybe not with RGB, but I'm willing to, to bet. I'm 50% sure of this, that the years that Scalia and RGB went through, it was a Republican-led Senate. Yeah. You know, because McCain had said, he goes, look, if the president appoints someone, the president's allowed to appoint the justices they well, want, and we got to vet them and Biden, push them through. Yeah, Biden was trying to say, um, when he was getting pushed on this, he was saying, this is unprecedented what they're doing. Un he just says, he just lies, just lies, just outright lies. And the thing is, this happened 29 times before, uh, when when uh, in the last last year of the presidency, where the uh, and this is from Stephen Crowder again because it's part of his argument against these 29 times before, 10 of those times it was a, a Republican Senate with a Republican president, and they they pushed through the nomination and and put them put uh, and inst not installed. Or I forgot the word. Confirm confirm them. But as Dick Durbin pointed out today, there's never been one during an election, and. She's during an election because people are voting. Mm, okay. Only because you made it so people could vote a fucking month ahead yeah, of time. For an unending voting process that we're going to have where we're not going to know the election for like three weeks or four weeks or seven. Who knows? Yeah. The results. Until, until they find enough in the trunk of a car to yeah. make Biden win. So I I watched this morning and they had uh, started with uh, started with Graham and then went to Feinstein. Feinstein. Oh, uh, you didn't? Did you say what Graham's Graham ended up saying? Yeah, he said, "What was the point of doing this?" Okay, it okay. wasn't gonna. You could put Merrick Garland up; it wasn't gonna pass. Yeah, you know, so it was either him or the turtle okay. who said it. But, um, so they went from Graham, who's relatively young, to Feinstein or Feinstein, who's eighty-four, which it didn't really hit me at the time when she did it because she was a little more spry than I thought she was. But then they went from. Grassley, the Republican from Iowa, to Leahy, the Republican or the Democrat from Vermont, who are both 87 years old, I believe. And I'm listening to these two. Uh, Grassley's struggling to read through his stuff. I heard that. And Leahy's talking to the camera and struggling to recall things. Yeah, it was I mean, painful. not not he doesn't have the memory problems that I believe Joe Biden has. Um, but I mean, he's. It, the fastball's not there anymore. Who was it? Uh, Grassley said that was reading. Grassley was reading. Yeah, that and he's got that voice there. It's like it's like a cartoon character almost. Yeah, I mean he's kind of a like a Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Fudd. Yeah, Jinx. Um, but uh, then they go to Leahy, and I'm like, why the fuck are we letting octogenarians run our there, country? There really does need to be something done about that. I, I it, I'm not saying you're stupid. I don't, I don't think make a law or anything, but I'm saying people need to understand, like. You're 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 supposed to retire from a business at a certain age. Yeah. And enjoy your life. Yeah. Um, but that's what they enjoy. They enjoy power and money. <laughs> power and money. So I guess that's you know. But they do enjoy the the prestige. You know they they enjoy having well they enjoy having that security. Enjoy having you know um, just the ability to be above everybody else. And that's left and right. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying you should wither away and die. I just think if you are not somewhat near the, and you can be on the backside of it, but if you're not somewhere near your sort of operational intelligence peak, get the fuck out. Yeah. And Grassley isn't there. And I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm not saying he's not sharp. He has the appearance of being slow. And Leahy does too. Get him out of there. Everybody 
at a certain point declines. Yeah. And it's, you know, it sometimes happens early for people, but generally speaking, it happens, you know, when you're mid to late 70s, you start losing a step, at, at, at a noticeable step. Yeah. I I just get out. RGB should have gotten out. Right. You know, but no, she wanted not, to hang on. Not that you can't do a job or can't function, but it, when it's something that you're in charge of other people's lives, which is what, what they are in charge of, I think it's important to have people that are 100%. I think the rule of thumb should be, if you have a better than average chance of just dropping over dead, you shouldn't be in a position like that. Right. And well, just at, like they have at 87 years old. They have physical, you know, um, testing for firefighters. You know, if you get, and there's a, uh, I'm sure there's an age cutoff to be a firefighter. So what you're saying is you're, you're not, if they can't, uh carry someone on their back up the Capitol steps and into the chambers. We shouldn't let them be a senator. If they can't juggle three concepts at once, they can't can't be in Congress or Senate. (laughs) Right? No, I agree. Um, Trump's old, too. You know? Yeah, but he he has the appearance of being pretty sharp. Yeah, but there are days where he's tired, and you can tell it's just... Are there? I don't know what that guy's on. A couple days where you've seen him. Well, right before uh, the COVID got him. That uh, well, yeah, um, he had a speech where he just sounded. Oh no! Even the debate with Biden, he sounded a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, slower than you. Not stupid, just down. Yeah. So I mean, you got to be getting hammered into the ground mm. on that stuff all the time. But right. um, yeah, who was the guy he debated with? The uh, you know the guy he was debating um, was a vice president. <laughs> you know the guy from Delaware, senator thing. <laughs> what well, Biden did like three gaffes in a row on the, the same speech where he couldn't he couldn't it, name Mitt Romney in the same day. Yeah, couldn't he name couldn't name the state he was in. Couldn't. I didn't know the part about the said state. He was said he was running for Senate again. Yeah, that's the second time he's done it. Um, he come on, man. He mentioned that Trump won Pennsylvania and Ohio the last two times. <laughs> Uh, and these are all within like 48 hours, Yeah, you know, that he was running for the Senate again because he said that before. And then he said, uh, like when I debated the the guy from uh, uh, the Mormon guy, the from Mormon Utah. senator from, senator. from no, governor. he said, yeah, governor guy, you know, mm. like it's terrible. It, it would be different if you just said, why am why am I spacing that name? You know, or go, I'm blanking on the name right now, but whatever. Yeah. I mean. It, but he tries to cover it up like, no, nothing. The problem wrong. is he's, he seems to be getting flustered and it's making it worse. And that's what happens. You lose a step, it like kind of makes you panic, makes you flustered, and then you just end up being getting more panic and it s- s- screws you up more. Well, there's a reason the stereotype of crabby old man is, you know, yeah. or crotchety old bitch. Yeah. I mean, because you get older, you get more frustrated by stuff. and You're frustrated by your inability to, you know, to put two and two together sometimes or to come up with a name or... You know, you, things that you used to be able to do. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, frustrating when it happens physically. It's frustrating when it happens mentally. But it is, it's sad watching these. I mean, the only sports analogy I can think of is like, you know, a washed up starting pitcher out there trying to, trying to throw fastball past major league hitters and you don't have it anymore. Yeah. And they're just clubbing it out of the park. Yeah, you got to kind of know when your time is done. Yeah. And I think Barrett is very sharp. There were some people that were quizzing her that were pretty sharp. Uh, some of them older than the younger ones who weren't. Uh, I don't know how old Maisie Hirono is, but she's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a dummy. I'm not saying this to insult her. I'm being factual here. I believe. I know it's an opinion, but she's not that smart. I mean, just her line of questioning was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Amy Klobuchar is a smart person, but... Not nearly as smart as she thinks she is. Well, nobody's as smart as she thinks she is. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, she's made a whole career of being uh, un, uh, what's it, unaf- inoffensive and uncontroversial in Minnesota. You know? And her family name got her there because her dad wrote for the newspaper for a long time. So, yeah. I just, I'm kind of disgusted. Well, are you expecting there to be some, how many, we have two days left of this? No, I One. think uh, I think we're done today, and uh, she gives like her remarks tomorrow. You think there's going to be a last minute Kavanaugh style thing? Nope. Where they go, Here's I the don't big. think I don't think they have it. And uh, I've heard some pundits say that they they she was the one they wished they'd put up instead of Kavanaugh, be, just because she's you know it's hard to go after her because she's woman, mm-hmm. um, 
if you go after – and nobody really went after her on the faith thing because I think they got warned off about that. You're pissing off a lot of people if you do that right. and not just Catholics. Um, I mean they sort of danced around the edges of it when it came to the abortion thing uh, being you know very pro-life and all that. And then uh, you know she's got adopted black kids from Haiti so you can't really go after her on the racism thing. Yeah. You know unless you're going to claim her of tokenism or something which that's not going to work. So they said, you know, if they'd have put her in, it would have been way less controversial. But I've heard some of those same pundits say, as much as I wanted her in when the Kavanaugh seat came up, when Kennedy left, uh, they're like, this was the perfect person to put in in place of Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Because yep. she's she's skating through. I mean, uh, as uh, was it? someone on Fox was saying, nobody laid a glove on her. Like, you just couldn't – you couldn't rattle her. You couldn't catch her on anything. She was – she was rock solid. Yep. Uh, so she should be confirmed fairly soon. That and that's. Um, I mean, I, I'm really, I really am surprised this happened the way it happened. I mean, it's it's going way faster than I expected. Uh, the Republicans have a spine now. It's it's amazing to see. Well, I I think Trump taught him to fight. Yeah. And I think they had some people in there, people I'm not fond of. I'm not a big fan of Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz is good at making an argument. Um, and, uh, you know, some people like Mike Lee and Lindsey Graham, who, if they are, are led right, can stand up and fight a little bit, but we never had that leadership before. Yeah. We had the Paul Ryans and, the, you know, the George Bushes, the, Hey, let's go along to get along. Let's not play their game. McCain. Well, oh, but McCain, I'm sorry. McCain was a Democrat. Yeah. McCain was a, McCain was a war hawking Democrat, you know? Yep. Anyway, um, but speaking of being old and losing your shit. Pelosi. Pelosi lost it. On Wolf Blitzer. I know. Who's, you know. Oh, he's that right wing yeah. nut job. The, you know. Just, was he CNN, right? Yeah. Huge Trump they supporter. Oh, they don't there. carry the water for the Democrats yeah, he's, at all. Yeah. Wolf, well, CNN might, but not Wolf Blitzer. Oh, yeah. He's a Trumper all the way. Yeah. I mean, I was going to get some audio of this because it's amazing to listen to. If you haven't heard uh, her lose her shit with Wolf Blitzer having some decent questions for her. One question. Yeah. One. All he said was, so there's a, so there's a stimulus bill. And I'm actually going to give Pelosi a little bit of credit on this. There's a stimulus bill proposed by the House that's 2.3 or 2. whatever trillion dollars, which makes me swallow hard just to say. But it was originally three. So they're saying we started with three and now we're down to 2.2 or whatever. Yeah. And no. Mitch McConnell put forward 1.8. Which and they're like, nothing we'll, to sneeze at. We'll sign it right now. And she's saying, no, there's some things in ours that aren't in theirs and helping some people. There, there probably is. That's 100% legit. But Blitzer's point was, why don't you just say, look, 1.8 is better than nothing. Yeah. Sort of the Ronald Reagan approach. Half a loaf is better than no loaf. He said, just call the president up and say, look, let's just let's just get it done now. Let's hammer it out and be done. Yeah. And she bitched about uh, um, him sending Mnuchin to, uh, to negotiate, which is how it always works anyway. Right. Um, and so she just went after Blitzer about it. So she's probably right in that sense. But his only question was, if people are in trouble and $1.8 billion stimul- trillion dollar stimulus could be signed tomorrow, why don't you just sign it? Well, he told her that one of her colleagues, Corana, is his name. Um, is that his name? K or Rokana? Rokana, yeah. Uh, so Rokana is a colleague of hers. That's how he brought it up to try to like to sweeten it a little bit, to to, to ease it a little bit, saying, "Well, your colleague uh, Rokana said, hey, there's people that are that are suffering right now. They can't wait, and 1.8 trillion is significant. Um, maybe we should just make the deal, right?" Yep. And so he told her that and that just pissed her off because she, you know, she's savvy. She knows what he was doing. He was trying to like, you know, ease it like saying, well, not this isn't just something the Republicans want. Even people on your side are saying, why don't we do something? And Andrew Yang said the same thing. And she's like, there, I know Ro Khanna and he's wonderful. And uh, Andrew Yang is wonderful. Yeah. But what what she says, what I say to you is, I don't know why you're always an apologist. Many of your colleagues apologize for the Republican position. On fucking CNN. Yeah. Show me the clips. And the way she was just raging. I mean, she, she, right? You said she looked like she was about ready to fucking go. She was about to spit her teeth out. (laughs) 
They were going to complain. And she wouldn't <laughs> shut up at the end. He kept trying to say, okay, well, we're at, basically we'll, we'll agree to end here. Thanks for coming. And he was very polite. And she's like, she just wouldn't let it go. Wouldn't let it well, go. Well, it was, let me translate the end of this. He was like, uh, well, you know, I appreciate the time, but uh, we're going to be done here. And she kind of said, well, you're kind of a dick. And he was like, well, that's funny coming from you because you're kind of a bitch. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh, well, you're fat. That was between the line kind of stuff. There, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, oh, I'm fat, huh? Well, you're old, you witch. Yeah. And, and it was just. Well, she's like, she's like, you really just don't know what you're talking about to him. I mean, she said that to him. You yeah. Know, and she goes, I, respect. I appreciate you coming, letting me come on your show and say that to you directly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. And, and you don't really know what the people want. And he's like, I see people begging for money in the street. There are people that are suffering. There are people that need food. She goes, um, do you feed people? Because we feed people. Yeah, we what feed a, them. What a Did you feed them? We bitch. fed them. We fed them. Yeah. Oh, so that self-inflated sense of worth. Yeah, but I mean, this is a this is a softball interview. Yeah. I mean, she could have just said, if he said, uh, you know, why don't you sign the 1.8? She could have gone, you know what? Because uh, it makes the president look good. It may <laughs> no, it may seem like we're really close on this, but ours, though it's two point two, and there's this one point eight. Uh, people may say that seems that seems like you're really close, and uh, with point four trillion dollars on the line, that's going. We think it should be going to cover some things that they're not agreeing with us on. So we're still working yeah, on. She could have. That would have been. That would have been great. That'd that would have been a great politician been a great, response. Great. Well, not even a politician response. It would have been just a great answer. Her her uh, non political response was, "We don't want to make the president look good, like you said." Yeah, I mean that that's what it comes down to. Because Trump's going to sit there and that's say, "That's a win for Trump." He's going to sit there and say, "I did it." A win for the people is a win for Trump at this point. I know. And they can't have a win for the people for anything at this point, because none of it will trace back to the Democrats. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, there's a reason why I think she's losing her shit over this more than she should. Um, but I want to get to that after we do some questions. Okay. From the book, 3,000 Questions About Me. All right. I marked off last time where we ended. So, do you, Rooster, do you like watching reruns? You know, that's that's a good question. And I appreciate that question. And it's great of you to ask. You know, television is just not what it used to be. I don't think it reflects the real values anymore that we all as a country share. Right, Rooster, but the question was, do values you, like, that do you I like share, watching reruns? Values that I share with the American people that I think uh, we need to get back to. And uh, that's really what I want yes, to do. Yes, but Rooster, do you like watching reruns was the question. Well, I again, I think it's a great question. And I think, you know, culturally, we're not in the place we need to be. And uh, it would be good if we could get back there. And that's that's really what I want to focus on. So, that's what I sir, want to focus on. We've run out of time. We have to move on to the next question. Okay. All right. Have you ever won any kind of contest? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I like to think of myself as a winner. But the more important thing is that we all, we're all in this together and we all need to win together. We've okay. been doing a lot sir, of losing. Sir, your time? We've been sir, doing – I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. I, we've been doing a lot of losing. You know, and I think it's time we get back Sir, to your, winning. Your time, your time. Like we know we can Rooster, time is up if we all question. get in this Rooster, together. Your time is up on this question. There's nothing we can't do if we do it together. And your, that's how we're going to get back your, your to winning. Your time is up. Thank you. Um, what gives you cheap thrills? Can you keep doing this? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to answer that kind of question because, I mean, we all know what the what answer you're looking for there. And I'm just I'm not right. I'm not answering that question. Are you saying that it would be a lead in the uh, lead in the news tomorrow, and you don't want to give us the satisfaction? Oh, sure, of, sure. Of, of, you know what? That's why you're asking me that. That's why you, you want to know. Right. You want to use that against me, so I'm not answering. And that's all we'd be talking about. Yeah, exactly. So no. All right. Well, that was uh, that was entertaining, I guess. Uh, one more. Uh, oh, this is a good one. I'd really like to know, Rooster, what you think about this. What do you think is worth waiting for? Come on, man. <laughs> Give me a real question. I know that's not the question you want to ask. Are you an organ donor? If so, why? Or see, why not? See, what you're trying to pin me down on is how I feel about organ donation. Mm -hmm. And I will get back to that okay. after this podcast sometime. I'll come back right, to that. But we're asking now. That's the question we're yeah, asking. Yeah, I, I know what you're donor. doing. I know what you're doing. I'm, no, I'll answer that after this. You got to listen to this podcast 
before I'm going to tell anybody how I feel about organ donation. That's it. Okay. So what if people want to know before they listen, just to know if this is the type of podcast they want to listen to? Come on, man. That's that's not how this works. You know, that we're not doing that because that'll be all over the papers. I know what you're doing. No, I will answer that question after you listen to the podcast. Uh, so it'd be like me asking if you smoke crack before the podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> If you have to ask me that, you're not into organ donation. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> so uh, I listened to a little bit of Rush today, and he said, um, you know what's funny about all of this? We're getting – we're 20 days from the election as of this recording. And who's freaking out? You know, I can understand the Democrats freaking out a little bit on, on Barrett. Because this is getting rammed down their throat and there's nothing they can do about it. So they're fighting that. So I'm not counting that in the freaking out. But Pelosi's freaking out. Um, you know, AOC's going nuts on Twitter. The temperature on the Democrats is way higher than it appears to be on the Republicans. And his point was, why does it seem like if Biden's really ahead by... 12, 13, 14 points in the polls, and he's going to win all these states Trump won before. Why is Nancy Pelosi losing her shit? Yeah. If she's really somebody who's going to stay in her speaker spot and they're going to keep the House and they're going to take the Senate and Biden's going to be president, why isn't she smug as shit through this whole thing? Yeah. And his theory was she doesn't believe it. And I'm starting to come around to that idea. Yeah. I, I have no idea where this election is going to go. I'm nervous, to be honest. Uh, I am but, too. But and, and, and the only reason I'm nervous, I, I believe, I truly believe that if it came down to a fair election, the American people would overwhelmingly vote Trump. Um, it'd, be, it'd be a red wave. I'm not just Trump. I think the, the Senate would, would remain. We, we might get the Congress. I, I believe that. But I honestly believe that they have a very, very well-established machine behind you know running all the interference and doing all the ballot harvesting and the the ballot the election judging and all that i think they have so many people installed in those positions that they could actually get away with if we don't win by enough margin they could win with fraud i don't think it's to the to the degree that you think it is and i think all those people have been in place for years so i don't think a whole lot's changing there and i think had covid not come along trump would skate through this no problem Mm -hmm. you just you can't beat an incumbent president jesse kelly was talking about this today you can't beat an incumbent president for the most part um you can't beat a good economy i mean all of the things pre-covid that trump had middle east peace you got no shot and i think if you go with another theory that rush had months ago was that they were going to appoint biden because this was one they knew they were going to lose and they were throwing him out there and now i think they're thinking fuck you know we could have had this if they'd have had somebody charismatic or whatever. And, you know, Biden's just a fucking creep. And yep. now there's this stuff coming out with his kid and everything, which we can get to. But but uh, the other thing that came up unrelated to Russia's show was uh, if you look at what the predictions in the polls are versus what the betting lines are, betting lines are tending to pick Trump. And they were asking a guy on a uh, on a show I was watching – why do you think that is? And he said, there are two different questions. He says, when you're asking someone who they're voting for and who they think will win, he goes, you're asking them who they hope will win. He goes, when you're betting money on it, you're asking them who they think will win. And he goes, who you think will win, who you hope will win, two different things. Yeah, makes sense. And so the betting lines on whether or not Trump gets reelected are way closer. Um, but again, uh, I heard – I'm not a huge Beck fan because he's such a conspiracy theory guy, but uh, Pat, who's on the show, big numbers mm-hmm. guy, he was saying today, uh, he goes, does anybody really believe that Joe Biden is up by 14 points? Does anyone honestly yeah, but believe I've, I've that? I've heard in other, multiple shows say that's just that's just what's going to happen. It hap- they, when it comes closer to the election, they'll tighten up the polls just so when Trump actually wins, they won't look so fucking stupid. Yeah, maybe. But Tim Poole said... He's, and Ben Shapiro said the same thing, that no, the polls weren't really wrong last time, that they were saying, hey, look, the popular vote was going to go to Hillary, which it kind of did by the margins they said it would. But it's, you know, 
30,000 votes here and there in certain states won it for Trump. So they weren't really off by that much. And I'm thinking that's probably true. But at the same time, I also think they thought there were states in there that would die hard. I I honestly think that Minnesota might flip to Trump. Yeah, well, and it really does. They're kind of downplaying this, but it really does come down to enthusiasm for who you're voting for. And they there was a lot of um, anti-Hillary um, last time, but there was I think there was way more pro-Trump. It wasn't just we're voting against Hillary. There was more. I mean, there were your never Trumpers that have switched since then. So there's even more support for Trump now than there was against Hillary. But Biden has nothing. Hillary had support. Hillary could fill a, a stadium with uh, with with women that were like crying, hoping that she would become the first lady president. Oh yeah, her her yeah. coronation parade yeah. or her coronation event, and I say it was supposed to be in not inauguration, but her. Uh, I mean, it was yeah, going to be she, her. She was going to have she was going to have uh, the blooms dropping from a glass ceiling at. Uh, yeah, it was. At the, she was going to have her Barack went. Obama like ascension yeah. kind of uh, event. But Biden has none of that. Yeah. None of that. There's nobody enthusiastic about Biden. Well, I saw this and I has, it didn't yeah. verify this. I saw it on Facebook, so it may not even be true. But they said there was something like 30,000 people who went to the Latinos for Trump in Florida. Yeah, I heard. It was a big car. Per, I can't imagine it was 30,000 people. So, But if it was half of that. Let's just say it was 15,000 people who showed up for that. He didn't have those kinds of things before. No. And then Biden had some big Latinos parade that had six people show up. Yeah. Did you hear the audio of of him walking to the podium? And I didn't. I, I heard this is not edited, and I, I wish I could find it. But you hear footsteps, clop, 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 and then you hear one person, <laughs> and then that person stops, and they go again because nobody else joins in, <laughs> and they stop again like um, nobody's joined. And it's it's like it sounded like a parody, and they're like, "No, this is not edited. This is this is a Biden event. This is Biden getting ready to go up and speak." Well, then he had the guy who was recently interviewing him and saying, "Well, what do you say about you know? I can't even remember what the question was. Is fifty four percent of people feel like they're better off than they were now, or than they are now?" And he goes, uh, "Or they said fifty six percent." Those goes, people shouldn't vote for me. Is that what? Yeah, he said the they shouldn't vote for me, and he goes, "But fifty two percent? Well, they got bad memories. It's like no, oh, they boy. they just said fifty six. Now, I will give him the benefit of the doubt on many of these things because somebody just said, just like I said with the Romney thing, he, you know, when you've got a camera on you 24-7, you can say some stup- stupid stuff. And it's not a big thing for you to say, to hear 56 and picture 52 in your head and say, but he keeps doing yeah, it. There's the consistency. It's just so of many of them. Well, we were talking so. about a little bit. I know we didn't talk about this before, but there's an uh, article in Alpha News. Which I was talking about the fraud, um, and it's by Kim Crockett. Okay. Uh, it's called Hornswoggled, Minneapolis and Hennepin County Absentee Ballot Board Ignore Party Balance Law. And she writes, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but it, she writes, it was not enough to allow the city to burn. Then it wasn't enough to emasculate city law enforcement. Now the Minneapolis City Council is corrupting the absentee ballot count by stacking ballot boards with handpicked staff rather than following state law that requires regular ballot boards to include people from the major political parties. Hennepin County, the most populous in the state, is doing it too. So after Al Frank and Norm Coleman recount debacle in 2008, where few observers trusted the 312 votes that placed Franken in the U.S. Senate over eight months after the election, the legislature decided that it could not trust public employees or temporary staff hired by insiders to review and count absentee ballots. The solution it required was just good common sense. Citizen judges from the competing parties could keep the process honest. Otherwise, Republicans are almost entirely excluded, and Democrats who are not on the payroll are too. Just like precincts that are supposed to be staffed by Democrat and a Republican, so too are absentee ballot boards. But they don't—they just don't care because there's never fucking consequences for 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 doing shit like this. I gotta admit, I didn't hear the first part of that, and the reason why is when you said horn swoggling, I was thinking of your Q on X videos. You know, oh, no, that that's probably what that was. That. Okay, we can't talk about that. All right. But uh, that's for a different—that's for a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Not one we'll be doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I think well it's that's what I was talking about where they where they they stack the they stack the areas where people don't think about and and they put people they these SJWs especially not just democrats and leftists it's it's the social justice warriors that know because they get they they understand where the power is and it's in the bureaucracy it's in the people behind the scenes that can push through 
a letter, you know, if you get a letter delivered to them, they can decide whether that letter gets lost or it goes where it's supposed to go. Yeah. And that's where they know the power is, the cheating power is what I'm saying. Well, they don't want to pay any attention to this. But when Trump says, hey, if you're at, when he came to Minnesota, he said, uh, if you're at an election place and you see weird stuff, you know, you should say something. Keep your eyes open and all that. And Minnesota media, and to a large degree, the national media freaked out and said, no, no, no. There are a certain amount of appointed judges that you have. He didn't say stand in the polling place and just be there and do it. He's like, when you're voting, take a look around. And it, it's no different than when you drive into the airport and it, they have the signs that say, if you see something, say something. Yeah. He's not suggesting that people storm the election uh, locales and just stand there and say, I demand to see stuff. Yeah, that's no, not what he was doing, no. but that's the way the media portrays it. But then did you hear that, you know, that they've decided that uh, ballot harvesting, the Democrats want ballot harvesting to be legal and to be okay? Well, they always have. Um, well, no, but they're getting upset now because the Republicans finally are deciding, well, we're not we're not winning on this. We're They, they keep getting away with it. So, all right, we'll start doing it. So they're putting ballot boxes in conservative strongholds like, like – um, uh, biker bars and gun shops and they're saying hey guys bring your ballots here or fill your ballot out here and we'll make sure we'll make sure that it gets where it's supposed to go or it gets there without getting th- thrown in a dumpster or in the back lost in someone's back of someone's car and the democrats are losing their shit over they're saying no you can't do that yeah we can it's the exact same thing you fuckers are, t- are, are touting and doing that's why you can't do it yeah <laughs> and legally they can, I guess. You can't do the same thing They've I'm tried, doing. The Republicans and the conservatives have tried challenging it and they can't they they haven't gotten anywhere with it, so now they're gonna now they're gonna try to beat them at their own game. You know, if you're just gonna do what I'm doing, that goes against the definition yeah. of fairness as we know it. Yeah, exactly. Well here's the problem though, is the 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 conservatives and Republicans that are doing that aren't gonna cheat. And maybe I mean there might be like a very Why small percentage. Yeah, my very small percentage. But the they're not gonna cheat. So it's just another instance of the Democrats on the left uh, projecting what they're doing on the right. They're showing what they're afraid of happening is what they're doing. Well, what is it they keep saying? What they accuse you of is what they're doing? Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting. And I don't think mathematically it could really happen. But I'm waiting for somewhere in the country there to be a county or something where they count the votes and go, that's more people than we have. Mm -hmm. And then they go, oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, hasn't that happened? I don't think so. I mean, typically, I think voter turnout, if it's high, I'm I'm guessing uh, based on stuff I think I've heard. So don't don't take my opinion or what I'm saying is uh, gospel here. But I think record voter turnouts are like 60 or 70 percent. Yeah. You're not getting any general like 30 percent for for non-presidential years. I think they are, you know, which is a shame. Yeah. So. Um, we mentioned Australia. Yeah. So Australia is saying they're going through an, so Europe is going through another round of COVID apparently. Of, cases are spiking. Case spike. Yeah. Cases spike. But people aren't dying. Nope. Hospitals aren't being overwhelmed. Um, and now it appears that, and I know people have said this before, but the numbers are really starting to show that Sweden was probably right mm-hmm. because they're not going through any of this stuff. Nope. Now, yes, they're a smaller country, but they didn't shut stuff down. They said, wear your masks, try and social distance, you know, wear your masks if you can, things like that. If you're sick, don't go out. Don't uh, put high-risk people uh, at risk, you know, just be careful. And they had a big death toll at the beginning, and like a lot of places did. And now they appear to be on the backside of it. Um, Europe is freaking out again. Australia is freaking out to the point where Australia is saying – they're talking about having a ban on the in, on coming to or leaving Australia until they can vaccinate every citizen. Wow. So in other words, you're going to have to be vaccinated against, yeah. your, against your will if need be. Yeah. Um, people are not allowed to come into the country. And Australia has always been a little like that because they're careful because they're an island nation basically. But they're telling um, people can't leave either. Can't leave. Um, that's uh, that's me picking that's, up arms time. That's right dystopian. Yeah. Well, they took away your guns. Pretty much. Yeah. By they, the way, they let them. They did they, that five years ago. They've shown their their authoritarian bent a long time ago, and it's been just ramping up. But you know what? It's for your own good. It's for your safety. Yeah. It's for everybody's safety. Well, Australia is a place where they um, 
they uh, was that the where they arrested the pregnant woman for posting online that she didn't like the lockdown and, and was considering doing a protest. Never, I think, yeah, never I think set up our... a protest, but was saying, "Hey, we should do a protest." I mean, we're this lockdown's ridiculous. Gets a knock on the door, opens it, they come in, and they go, "You're under arrest." Took her away, arrested her. Her husband's like, "What? What's going on?" She's like, "He's like, he's like, yeah, you you posted uh, online, and and people, and it, she was streaming this live. This is how it got out." Yeah, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, so that's the kind of shit they're pulling in Australia right now. But they say they say that vaccinating the entire country could take up to two years and here's the thing about that the fucking vaccine talk flu vaccines are are not that great to begin with you know they have to do it every year efficacy has been dropping and last year it was in the low to mid 30s so this no vaccine is going to be a magic bullet for this and it's probably gonna take multiple um vaccinations uh you have to do it every year um and then there's the problem that people legitimately have um, even though Trump's trying, Trump's trying to say, "Oh, this is going to be the most fabulous vaccine ever created. It's going to be so strange." No, there's problems with rushing it through, and there there can be side effects. There will be side effects. There always are with vaccines. Um, so you should absolutely have the right. You know, liberty dictates that you should have the right to refuse it. But, yeah, and in this country, it will, but not in Australia. Yeah, and but in this country, they're going to try their their damnedest to make it so you you have a hell of a hard time living your papers, life. Papers, please. Yeah, right. I right. must see your vaccination yeah. papers, please. Yeah. So and and you know even the the mask. I'm I'm still pissed off about masks because you go everywhere you go and they're trying. There's businesses that are trying to make it. They're trying to go well. Like a good example is there's a, a Halloween. Um, thing in minnesota called Screamtown, pretty pretty big deal it's like in the top eight yeah we've country. talked about them before because they had the uh issue with the somali yeah kids somali there. gangs who were going running roughshod through it and just trying to destroy everything and punch people and rob people and it was like a big issue and then he got called racist because he pointed it out um but this year they're they opened again and they're doing they're trying to comply with social distancing they they are trying to do everything outdoors if they can well i went to it Again, just I wanted to first. First of all, I wanted to support the guy. Second of all, I just wanted to see what happened, and it's basically just what they did last year, but a very pale comparison. So I don't think. And they had a decent amount of people showing up because I think people are starved for something new to do, something different to do. But they try to do the distancing, where you know, you when you wait in line, you have to be six feet apart, and nobody was paying attention to that because people were coming up to me all the time, going, "Come on, hey, can I get a picture with, you know, because I'm so famous with you." Yeah. Girl? No. Can I get a picture? Can you take a picture of us underneath this, you know, scary sign or whatever? Well, what people always say when they meet us is you look exactly like they thought you would look. Well, no, people say you're not as fat as you sound. <laughs> I don't think it was that I sound fat. You sound I really sound, fat. I sound a lot more like hey, You're not as fat as you sound, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I pictured you much fatter, like morbidly <laughs> obese, is what they say to you. They said, well, you're a dad. And like, oh, uh, okay. So dads are fat. Yeah. So. Um, and and not the same hair color that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, so the social distancing wasn't, I mean, it, there wasn't as many people there. And they were trying to like space out people through these attractions. And some of it was indoors. I mean, some of these structures were enclosed. And you still went through them uh, from last year. So. I have a feeling they're going to some Karen, a concern of Karen's will show up there and be like, this is not right. They're really flouting the law. Do Karen's move around in concerns anymore? I don't know. But they um, but it was it was kind of sad because it, it's not a business model. That you can you can you can make money on at this point. And the mask stuff is ridiculous. I mean, we I had to wear a mask while I was going through all that. And it's like, but I wasn't I wasn't around anybody and I was touch, and I was constantly fiddling with my mask, like everybody does, because it's uncomfortable. And you know, you're, it, and when you talk or something, it starts popping off your nose or whatever. So you're you're touching it, this moist mask with your fingers, and then you're touching everything that everybody else is touching, and then you're rubbing your eyes or whatever. And they're saying, "Well, you should learn how to." We're human beings. We're not gonna either. We do a full fucking lockdown and wear the hazmat suits, or we don't do anything at all. You know who is the worst offender of the touching the mask? Uh, Jill, the wife of. Uh Okay, he's former vice president, uh, senator from Delaware. Good, <laughs> you know the guy. Yeah, the, the guy. The guy, you know. Come on, man. she's she's terrible with her mask. She is. I mean, every five seconds, it's sliding down. She lifts back up. Sliding yeah. down. She lifts back up. But it, you'll notice the more you, 
more you, you see people fiddling with their masks and then they touch everything and then everybody else touches everything at these at these events or restaurants or whatever um it it really is theater well it's just like the it's safety theater like the tsa it's the meme i saw about that says uh, that a lot of people have posted now it's i'm glad i went to the grocery store and wore my mask and the cashier stood behind plexiglass and touched every single every item, item. i'm yeah. gonna take home now yeah you know, and you're supposed to feel better because they sprayed off the little conveyor belt and, thing. And they're and they're putting alcohol in their hands to kill germs and all that. Are they? I don't. I I never see it. They have they have it there. But they never I haven't do. seen anybody do it. I went to a liquor store and they had uh, hard to believe. Yeah, they had <laughs> they had some of that uh, you know disinfectant pump thing at the end, and I'm like, I normally don't do this, but I'm like, eh. so you drink that? Yeah, I was I was really fucking shaking. You know, I had the DTs pretty bad. <laughs> no, uh, I but I squirted a little bit of my hand and rubbed it. And I'm like, oh. It smelled so bad. And she's like, yeah, it sm- smells horrible. I'm like, you could have warned me. <laughs> have you ever done it with uh, when you got like a cut on your hand? <laughs> no. Oh, God, that hurts. So that reminds me. So I know we have political shit to talk about, but I, I, I hate watched another series. And I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay, go ahead. So it's not Netflix. And I haven't canceled Netflix. So I'm kind of irritated with myself that I have been too lazy to cancel Netflix. But this is on um, Prime. And I've been watching The Boys, which is like a superhero series, but they're all all the superheroes are shitty and they work for corporations. Isn't that also what you call your balls? The Boys. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but there's another series that they were advertising called Utopia. By the way, I snuck that comment in there for you, Mark. Not you. <laughs> Mark, you're listening. That was okay. for you. Um it's called Utopia, and it's got a bunch of names. John Cusack's in it, uh, Rain Wilson. They're both big-time SJW liberals. Rain Wilson is? Yeah. I know Cusack is. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, and other people that you might recognize, but I, I don't know. Um, but it's about a, uh, a person wrote a comic book called Dystopia that p- predicted all these um, viruses. and the Was his name Michael Osterholm? Yeah. And, this, and the story is that it, there's a scientist that was held – kind of held against his will for this evil company and they had his daughter in order for him to create these viruses and then he created this book so that people could see what was happening but he had all these hidden messages it's like conspiracy theory stuff and it created it became this big kind of underground phenomenon and so the next book um, got found accidentally so the sequel to the to dystopia utopia was found by somebody cleaning out a, a house that was um, condemned and Sort of like someone cleaning out the laptops in their yeah. repair shop. So they take it to a, a convention where people are into this kind of stuff and they're into this the dystopia book and they want to sell it at the convention. So they put out an ad saying, hey, we have the sequel to dystopia. You know, you want to come buy this. And then these conspiracy theorists that are all over this go, oh, shit, we got to We got to get that book. So they come together and they try to buy it. That's the premise. Um, it's a horrible show. It's it's uh, it's bleak. It's it's mean. Um, well, your description sounded cheerful. Well, well, the character when you first meet the characters that are the conspiracy people that are coming together as a as a group because they're they don't have much money but they want to try to come together to buy the 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 book. They are kind of interesting people. They had um, you know like a conspiracy nut guy with a big beard that was like talking about all the conspiracy stuff and how he he was ready for interrogation CIA interrogation. He knows how to dislocate his thumbs in case he's cuffed and all. You know, like one of those guys that yeah. had a bunker in his backyard with the can. So he was kind of a cool. Character. Wait, wait. For the record, having a bunker in your backyard doesn't make yeah, yeah. it weird. And then just there, saying. Then there was um, no reason a young girl that was the love interest of the young guy that had a uh, a disease of her own or a disease like a virus disease that she wanted cured and that's one of the reasons she was into this conspiracy stuff and then the other this good-looking blonde girl that was very much into the conspiracy aspect of it and she showed up at the convention and she she was like spouting you know all the actual clues and stuff to the fanboys who were just into the story but she's like no this is real shit and she was an interesting character can I point out, you said you hate watch this? Yeah. I'm kind of hate listening to you explain it right yeah. now. But I'm just saying, the characters, what they brought together at the beginning, made it so I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. I want to see this. Okay. And then they proceeded to um, bring in characters that were really, really unlikable. And they had a lot of, like, um, violence that was, like, unnecessary. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, I, I'm some prudish here. Like when the guy punched Rick Moranis? 
Yes. Yeah. But there's a scene where the conspiracy guy that can dislocate his thumbs. Now that was um, that was foreshadowing what was going to happen. He got captured by these guys that know they got to look at this book or they saw the book, um, and they handcuff him. And of course, he slips out of it with, by dislocating his thumbs. But before they get him out of that, they ask him, you know, you know, where's the book? Where's this girl that's in the book that's named in the book? And where's whatever? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And they go, Well, you have three choices here. Or we're going to start with salt. Why did you hold up two fingers when you did that? I just did that Trump thing. Really, ah, everything's crazy. Wiggling my hands around. You got three choices. Yeah. Uh, you can salt, bleach, spoon. That's the order. And then he figures out. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, I don't know anything. So they start. And they, one guy holds him, prize his eye open, and they pour salt in his eye. And you're like, okay, that's pretty bad. Then he doesn't know, and then they pour bleach in his eye. Completely fucks up his eye, and then he doesn't know any. No, he doesn't. They scoop his eye. They scoop his eye. Oh my god! And they Ah. go in there, and it's graphic. Why? And then, um, but then uh, another character shows up at that point, kind of saves saves him, saves his life. And this character is the girl from the book that they wanted, so she's supposed to be kind of a badass, you know, Um, the one that the the scientist um, they were holding. Whatever she becomes a fighter in, in the book and whatever, so she comes. She turns out to be a complete psycho, like an asshole, like a complete bitch. And I, I really dislike this character. And she's grungy and ugly. You know, she's got like nappy, like um, dreadlocked hair and just gross clothes. She steals everything she sees. She's not a good character. She's gross. So they and get to a point like three episodes in where they, they. You don't like her because she was black. She was not even black. I don't know what she was. She was well, but you thought mixed, of her as, mixed ethnicity. You thought of her as black adjacent. Yeah. So there's a point where all these characters are together, and they didn't kill off the, the conspiracy guy. I'm like, okay, everybody's still together. She's kind of in charge now. She's like, your guy's life's in danger. There's guys coming after you. You have to come with me if you want to live, basically like a Terminator thing. But if you guys complain or you become um, a hindrance to me, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you like a bad habit or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then they end up going to this abandoned house and, and uh, getting new clothes and changing their looks. And one of the guys isn't into it, and he's like, I- "I'm not digging this. I'm gonna go. To- I want to go to the police. This is stupid. We shouldn't be doing this." He got his eye scooped out for fuck's sake. We need to get out of here. And she's she's like, "Well," she pulls out a gun. She goes, "You're not leaving." And he's like, "Fuck." He's like, "No, I, I want to leave." And the blonde girl that I was talking about was like, "She's like, hey, you know, don't do this. Leave. Just get her 24 hours and listen. Listen to it. Just do what she says for 24 hours. We'll figure this out." And then he, she shot him in the boys. Then she takes. Then she takes her gun. She, he sits down. He goes, "Okay, fine." She, she takes the gun. She turns. She shoots the blonde girl in the in the head. Kills her. The this one that was that's. And Why? They go. Why'd you do that? She goes. Well, I just eliminated. Um, what did she say? I. I uh, changed the equation or eliminated the equation. Some stupid remark like, "You can't have two leaders." And I'm like, what? A, and this is supposed to be like a main character that I'm supposed to like get into. I, I hate this woman. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, uh, sounds dumb. It was bad. And then I, so I watched like three, four episodes before I finally go fuck this. John Cusack's character was a piece of shit too, but I think he was supposed to be. You know, he does I, one of the things where he's sitting around uh, dinner with uh, with his family. He's like a rich guy that came up with like fake meat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And. Uh, he's sitting around his family and before they eat they they, they grab hands like they're going to pray but you know it's a he's a SJW they don't pray and he goes what have you done to earn your place in the world today before they get to eat Ugh. I know and I think that was supposed to be one of those reactions you're supposed to I, mean, I just threw up my fake meat yeah so we haven't done any any hate reviewing of movies or shows because Hollywood's closed down basically now but yeah that don't don't watch Utopia it's just it's just you know what it is it's I, I use bleak, but it's like one of those. Um, it tries to make you hate it. It's like nihilistic. It, it, it's like I don't think even if you're hopeful for these characters, I, I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't think the series is gonna give you that. I think it's gonna give you like everything sucks. You know what it is? It is the guy you were when you were dating the girl you no longer liked anymore, and you didn't want to tell her you wanted to break up. Well, that was a little convoluted. You're just being an ass, okay. so she'll go. I'm done watching this. Ah. Uh, yeah. See, that's what that show is being. Well, that was a longer review than I expected, but I, and I should have figured out how to explain this stupid story in a f- shorter. It was like when we talked about the OA, the original Angel or whatever. I don't remember that. It, where where I thought it was a great show, I was like, man, I'm like six, seven episodes in, and then I found out that the whole point of it was that um, they stopped a school shooting with with the power of uh, with with the magical powers of interpretive dance. I don't remember that. That was like that was like. I the, may have scrubbed that from that my memory. The, that was a crescendo of that one. That Thanks was like for putting it back. The in very there. end of it, yeah. they they completely uh, horn swoggled me to use the word to think it was a good show. Here's a, here's a better review. 
Okay. I went back and watched all of Hell on Wheels, but mm-hmm. I watched like one and a half seasons of it. It's a pretty good show. Gets a little slower at the end, but I was actually sad when it was over. Hmm, good. There. Yeah, I've never finished it. Watch Hell on Wheels. You'll I'm, like it. I'm going to finish it. It's well, good. Yeah, I've watched like three, three seasons. So. It's good. So um, let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop quick. Yeah. So I don't know how much of this is true. And we'll probably find some of that out. So certainly not from mainstream media because they are shutting the story down left and right wherever they want. It's popping up all over Facebook. And but allegedly, I think it was in the New York Post. Uh, this computer, you know, like a device pit stop kind of place, I guess, um, had this computer there. It was a MacBook Pro that had been sitting there for a little while. Was apparently dropped off in May or June of 2019. Needed some work done on it, and the person who dropped it off never picked it up again. So the owner of the place starts going through it and realizes, holy shit, there's pictures of Hunter Biden on there <laughs> and emails from Hunter Biden. And one of the pictures has Hunter Biden laying in a bed with a crack pipe in his mouth. <laughs> it is actually him. And then there's That's unconfirmed, Mr. Apparently, there is also a 12 minute video of him having a rather raunchy conversation with someone unconfirmed. while smoking crack. Anyway, and there are emails in there that directly link Joe Biden to the guy who Burisma, right? one of the top three people at Burisma, the guy sending the email to Hunter saying, thanks for introducing me to your dad, blah, blah, blah. So who knows? Maybe we'll find out this is all fake, but it sounds legit because the guy cloned the hard drive and got it in Rudy, Ju- Rudy Giuliani's hands. And now the New York Post has a hold of it. But the media is shutting this thing down left and right. Yeah. And they're not saying it's fake. They're just canceling Unco- the story. Unconfirmed. 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 Yeah. You can't prove it. Uh, the meeting described in the email between the Bidens and Vadim Pozarsky, an advisor to Burisma's board of directors, came less than a year before Joe Biden pressured former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko to fire a prosecutor who was reportedly investigating Burisma in return for a $1 billion loan guarantee. And here's the, the quote from the email. Uh, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting. I can't do that. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend time together. So Pozarski alleged, I'm saying that wrong every time, Pozarski allegedly wrote to Hunter Biden in April 2015 email, uh, it's, it's really an honor and a pleasure. So he basically said, hey, thanks for setting up that meeting between uh, uh, you and, and, and uh, your father. Yeah, and eight and, months later, yeah. Biden did the, I didn't, I'm not giving you the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. And yes, I know that was a horrible Russian. Yeah, but you kept doing it. You know, I, had, I had to stick with it. Just like that stick horrible, horrible series you kept watching. <laughs> I think this is just proof that Crow will stick through a sh- sh- shitty situation. Yeah, um, yeah. And you, you were saying that they're 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 not reporting on it, and even Facebook is censoring it. Yeah. So they're actually shutting down accounts that talk about it. They're they're shadow banning. They're doing all their their tricks. You can't stop the signal, Mal. Yeah. It's out there, and now the feds have the whole thing. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So Facebook announced that it had deliberately buried the story in its algorithm. Here's a quote. While while I intend, intentionally, I will not, I will intentionally not link to the New York Post. I want to be clear. This story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook's third-party checking partners, tweeted Facebook policy communications manager Andy Stone. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. Shadow banning, shutting down. I th- I think one of the editors got on Facebook and said, I'm the editor, I'm one of the editors at a major newspaper, and I'm not allowed to post a story that we have evidence of. Well, here, yeah, this is what they're saying. So Senator Josh Howley swiftly responded by highlighting how the censorship once again underscores how Facebook is not a neutral political entity, right. yet has such monolithic control over information that burying the story is essentially election meddling. I'll tell you what, if if I was Facebook or YouTube or anything like that, I'd shit myself if the Republicans, I don't think they're going to, win the House and keep the Senate. I don't think they'll win the House. They might keep the Senate. But because I think one of the things that's going to happen, was that Proposition 23 or something, or 230 or something? What's that? Tim Pool talks about it a lot. Which one? The one that allows them to be a publisher versus oh, a yeah, platform yeah, or whatever. Top, man, I don't know. Or a platform versus a publisher, whatever. That's going to go away. I think people are fed up. It's coming to, uh, to steal your word, crescendo. Well, 
Yeah. Well, this uh, Josh Hawley says uh, at Facebook, I want to know on what grounds you are actively censoring a news report about potentially illegal corruption by the Democrat candidate for president. If you have evidence, this is disinformation. Disclose it immediately. Expect a formal inquiry from my office. He tweeted. Hey, so you want my impression of Joe Biden being asked about this? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, do do you know about these uh, this um, uh, censorship of the story about your son introducing you to the uh, Burisma uh, president? You know, my son is a wonderful human being. My son's a great kid. I never met him, but you know, he's a great kid. Okay. So I'm not I'm not going to answer that question. But again, my son, great kid, never met him. But I'm not answering your question. Now, while you're actively running for Senate, Senate now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm running for Senate. <laughs> and and Trump won uh, I, Ohio and uh, Florida the last year, or Pennsylvania the last two times. So you if know? they if if uh, if there were allegations or speculation that Trump like like this this laptop had evidence that Trump Jr. had introduced Trump Donald Trump to you know somebody in the Burisma board, you know Facebook definitely would have been. Uh, um, we know the answer to that question. That, right? We know the answer to that question. <laughs> of course. Of course they it would. It would be all over the yeah. place. So it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but then the power they have is, is like you said, it is election meddling. The power they have to to decide what or to show people, I mean, to what people get to see is how how is that, how is that not a, a uh, how is that a, they call themselves a platform. You're not a platform when you are deciding what people get to see. If you're a platform, you allow everything as long as it's not illegal. Look, here's what I know. that I don't know if Trump's going to win. I don't know what's going to happen with the Senate and the House and all that stuff. I don't know those things. But regardless of how those turn out, the after Barrett's in, because she's going to be, even if Roberts or Kavanaugh get squishy sometimes, the Supreme Court is going to be using the Constitution to kick the shit out of some fairly corrupt people. Mm, I hope so, man. Over the next few years. We really do need to see that there's not a two-tier justice system. And you know who the next justice is that's going? Is uh, Breyer. Breyer is one of the liberals, and he's 82 years old. So, again, I, I don't know anything about Breyer. I just know that he's on the court. And just like with stuff with Ginsburg, who was way left... I don't know where Breyer is on that spectrum, other than he's to the left. I'm not wishing for the guy to die. But he could drop dead any fucking minute. Yeah. And if Trump wins again and Breyer gets a point or and Breyer drops fourth, dead. The fourth pick. Even it and so then if the Democrats win the Senate, they gotta decide to run out the clock for four fucking years. Good luck. Yeah. Or two years or whatever it is. Yeah. So Hey, this is th- this is that thing about like, you know, even if you lose the fight, you got your licks in. So. Hmm. All right. Well, if you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at bre- email. It's rooster at bread and circuses podcast dot com or crow at bread and circuses podcast dot com. But the best way to get a hold of us is the Facebook page. Like, share, uh, chime in. Tell your friends. See you. Bye.